time to get in the zone with Bartow Sports Zone, your source for local coach interviews, local sports news information, and local sports talk. It is a game day here on WBHF, so uh, we'll get you ready for that as well. I'm your host, Charles Wilson. I'll be joined today by members of the Bartow Sports Zone team, Alan Sanders, Mike Garcia. We expect to hear from Jackson High, Brad Stevens, and Nick Sullivan a little later on as well. Today we'll visit with Adairsville High School head football coach Eric Bishop. We'll recap some other local sports, touch on the Braves, the Hawks, and we'll even get to some college football from uh, our college football initial poll being released this week. Uh, So we hope you'll stick around for the next couple of hours. We're glad you've joined us, and we remind you that... We're brought to you each week by Styles Auto Care, Elite Stone Supply, Latitude Blue, St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station, Schottenkirk Honda, Derek Stranger, Edward Jones Financial Advisor, All Weather Heating and Air, Frazier Maneri Insurance, Hydro Pro Wash, Northwest Georgia's premier pressure washing service, First Class Collision Center, Three Way Campers. Zach Pritchard, Injury Firm, All-Star Roofing, Wilson Pools, and Johnny's New York Style Pizza. Well, it's time to get today's show started. And first of all, I want to welcome in our members of the Bartow Sports Zone team, uh, Jackson Hyde with us, as well as Alan Sanders and Mike Garcia. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Good morning. Glad to have everybody with us this morning. Only one guest uh, this morning, only one football game tonight uh and we have it right here on wbhf as i understand it alan mike garcia kevin pate bringing us all the action tonight i did speak with uh matt santini earlier in the week he thought we would have some portions of pregame pre-recorded uh to begin at 6 30 but i'm sure the guys will be ready to go at the stadium by around 7 or 7 15. Yeah, that's the. I mean, generally speaking, we are. Uh, we I, I don't know what they're going to pre-produce, but you will definitely have Kevin and Mike live. I'm going to be here in the studios by six thirty. I know that based on my schedule today to make sure that we uh, spin all the plates, capture all the highlights. We will have our halftime show, and then uh, the the guys will likely do the post-game show live from the stadium as they wrap up the final game of regular season play for for Adairsville. Yeah, that's all tonight here on WBHF for the state playoff bound to Daresville Tigers. They close out the regular season against Lakeview, Fort Oglethorpe, and that group of Warriors. They are the LFO Warriors. Pre-game, uh, we believe, is at 6.30, kickoff at 7.30 here on WBHF. Before we get to a look at this year's playoffs, uh, let's mention the new 3.0 out-of-district multiplier results released by GHSA this week. Uh, these are the initial classification placements. They have not decided which schools will be placed in geographic regions yet. This is just to settle who is in which classification, uh, and they will be using the multiplier that passed uh, about a month ago. Uh, of course, there will be appeals And uh, one of those, obviously, will be a local appeal uh, that will move forward with GHSA next Tuesday. Cartersville was listed as, uh, using the multiplier, the smallest school in Class 6A. Uh, If everything stays as is currently by that first produced list, they would join schools like Blessed Trinity, Marist, 
River Ridge over in Cherokee County, Alatoona just across the Cobb County line, Chapel Hill down in Douglas County, Rome would be in there, and Paulding County. So that's just an idea of who some of the schools are in that classification. If it sticks, we fully expect Cartersville to appeal. Uh, of course, uh, they were fighting the initial 3.0 multiplier to begin with. Uh, and a lot of that will de be determined on Tuesday. Mike Garcia, let's uh, turn to you. I know you've been following this story a little bit. Uh, and just tell us uh, where you see Cartersville fitting in if that does stick. Th those are the schools that are generally closest by. You know, w with the, the parameters that's been thrown out, uh, it, I, I don't see them winning the the appeal, but you know, he, here's a, a semi radical thought, if you want to put it. You know, there there are plenty of of uh, major college uh, athletic programs that are in different conferences for different sports. So I, I know this would be overly complicated for the uh, committee uh, in the GHSA, but can't you say, okay, well. Cartersville can be in 6A for football and baseball, but they can remain in 5A for the other sport. You know, so I, I just – it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen, you know, the next year or whatever. But I think it's something that maybe if if the schools can put some kind of thing together that uh, they can vouch for in the future because, uh, honestly, the as as you've, you've heard – uh, the the move to six A, <laughs> sure you know Cartersville football and baseball can compete with with pretty much anybody, but the 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 smaller revenue sports are gonna are gonna suffer for for a variety of reasons. So it's uh, it's it's rough. To follow up on your comments there, that was one of the proposals that was presented to the committee over a month ago, uh, an idea by some of the private schools uh, who kind of voted in in. Uh, concert with a lot of the city schools, the independent schools, uh, that was one of the proposals that you had different sports or activities in different classifications. It was overwhelmingly voted down. Jackson Hyde, uh, your comments before we move on to the other schools and their placement. Uh, yeah, this, as far as Carswell is concerned, um, I kind of – I'm 99% sure they will be back in 5A. Um, I think there's some teams in that uh, in that 5A group that are going to choose to play up into 6A for geographical reasons. I think if that happens, that may to keep the the amount of teams in each classification similar. I say, I, I think you may see cards will drop down by default, probably without even an appeal. Yeah, because they are that final team in Class 6A. Woodland and Cass and Adairsville all projected to stay in similar positions. We'll talk more about that uh, when we come back after this first time out on Bartow Sports Zone. Remember, we've got high school football for you tonight. It will be the Adairsville Tigers at home as they close out the regular season against the Lakeview Fort Oglethorpe Warriors. Stick around, folks. We'll have more of Bartow Sports Zone coming up. Why Century? Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. When we last left you, we were talking a little bit about the new classification uh, assignments for the 2022 and beyond school years as GHSA 
is cycling back through on their two-year rotation of who goes to which classification. The regions will not be established until well after the classifications have been determined. Uh, but, uh, of course, Cartersville did come in as the smallest school in Class 6A, but there will be lots of appeals coming up on Tuesday. A lot of movement around as teams opt up in classifications, and some will appeal to move downward. So none of this is finalized yet. Uh, so uh, as Jackson Hyde mentioned, there are a lot of schools that are listed in that 5A classification right now that are fully expected to request a move upward, and that would slide Cartersville back down into Class 5A potentially, or they could win their appeal if that does not happen. Woodland and Cass were listed in the bottom one-third of Class 5A. Uh, they would be joined with by, by schools like Hiram, Calhoun, Lithia Springs, Villarica, Greater Atlanta Christian, Dalton, and Kale are all listed in that. And I know, Jackson, uh, you mentioned that uh, Kale is one of those schools that you've already heard is probably going to request to move up to Class 6A. Yes, uh, they're kind of in that same situation now where they, they were designated to 5A and they chose Correct. to play a geographical thing for travel and region and proximity to other schools for those guys. Adairsville has landed in the upper portion of Class AAA, but let me back up a second. I'm getting ahead of myself, Jackson. Uh, you and I were talking during the commercial break. It looks like Woodland and Cass more than likely, and this is all estimations on our part, uh, but Woodland and Cass would remain in a region most likely along with Cartersville, Calhoun, and Hiram, and you would basically switch out Blessed Trinity for you said you thought it would be Dalton. Yeah, geographically speaking, I think, well, there's no really other uh, 5A schools in the northwest region of the state. So I think Dalton would default into the Calhoun, Cass, Woodland, Cartersville region. And I would imagine uh, Hiram obviously would stay in there. Geographically, to me, that looks like the the scenario. Basically, that, that region 7, 5A would be trading BT for Dalton. The only other schools that are close in proximity would be Lithia Springs and Villarica. They would be logical additions. And, of course, that would depend on GHSA's decision where the geographical lines are drawn uh, with schools, the, the total number of schools that might be placed into a region. So that could change. You could have other additions as well. Back to Adairsville, they landed in the upper portion of Class AAA uh, by the Earliest release, they would be joined by schools like Ringgold, Cahalla Creek, Lafayette, LFO, Murray, and North Murray. It's pretty much their same region that they have now, uh, Jackson. The only other schools nearby that have been in a region with Adairsville in the past that fit into that group would be Gilmer and Bremen. Right. Bremen would be moving up. Uh, uh, the one one team that would be moving up from 3A to 4A, there is Sonorable. Um, I saw where they were moving up. The curious one to me was Rockmark moving down from AAA to AA. So uh, that's, that's a very strong program, and I think they'll have tremendous success in that AA classification. Okay. Again, this is the released list uh, from last week. Uh, it's not final. Uh, there will be some movement with appeals made uh, by various schools, uh, and I fully expect Carsville to appeal, but they may not even have to appeal once uh, some of the other schools have moved up uh, by choice 
in classification. Let's take a look uh, quickly, if we can, guys, at the football playoffs. Uh, we want to start with Class AAA that includes the Adairsville Tigers. We'll have that game for you tonight. Rockmart and Ringgold take on one another tonight over in Rockmart. That'll be for the region championship. And I know uh, uh, that's a team that you've been able to see, Mike Garcia. Uh, what would you expect But when you put those two together tonight, Rockmart and Ringgold, for that Six AAA region championship. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I was out of town when uh, when Adairsville played Ringgold, but uh, I, I, I know I was pretty impressed with what I saw with Rockmart. I, if the teams are evenly matched, though, Rockmart better be careful of the penalties because uh, <laughs> that game against Adairsville, they committed 19 penalties, 13 of them in the first half, and uh, of all varieties, a lot of them, personal fouls one kid getting kicked out by arguing with with the ref so i'm sure that the rockmark coaches will have a talk with their players and say hey we want you to be aggressive but uh, be aggressive in a, in a smart fashion and and uh so uh we'll we'll see it that should be uh quite a an exciting matchup tonight yeah rockmark ranked number eight or number 10 depending on which poll you prefer Adairsville's pretty much locked into the number three seed out of that region, uh, and we would expect them to hang on to that tonight with uh, uh, hopefully a win over LFO. The battle tonight is North Murray at Lafayette. Those two teams go head-to-head tonight. The winner uh, gets the number three seed. The loser will be the number four seed out of Region 6 AAA. There could be a three-way tie there with Sonorville, but Sonorville loses out on every tiebreaker. So the winner of that game tonight, will lock up uh, the three seed. The loser will be the four seed out of Region 6 AAA. The schools that they will be matched up against are out of 8 AAA. That's Monroe area, Oconee County, Hart County, and more than likely Stevens County at this point as we look at games going into tonight. Over in Region 7 5A, we know the four seeds uh, out of that region. Cartersville will be the number one team with their win over Calhoun last week. Blessed Trinity uh, will slide into the three spot behind Calhoun, uh, who lost to Cartersville last week. Blessed Trinity beating Cass handily last week to take that three spot. Cass will be a four seed, so those teams will be on the road. Who do they match up with? Well, it's Region 5. So St. Pius plays Decatur tonight. St. Pius, number seven or eight, depending on which poll you like. Decatur is in there at number 10, ranked by GPB. So those two teams go head-to-head tonight. If St. Pius wins, they win the region championship. That would be Cass's opponent next week. And if Decatur wins, it goes into a three-way tie, and they have to use a region tiebreaker to decide uh, whether that could possibly be Southwest DeKalb, Decatur, or St. Pius. Uh, So we'll have to wait until after that tie is broken. But it will all be simple tonight if St. Pius wins uh, that matchup with Decatur. That would decide the four seeds over in Region 5, 5A. We'll have more on that coming up a little bit later on this morning. When we come back from our next time out here on Bartow Sports Zone, we'll visit with Coach Eric Bishop of the Adairsville Tigers. News break, and we'll be back. Stick around. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. 
As we uh, play a little Eye of the Tiger there, we'll welcome in Coach Eric Bishop, head coach of the Adairsville Tigers. We'll have them tonight for you right here on WBHF. Good morning, Coach Bishop joining us by phone. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on this morning. The Adairsville Tigers taking on the Lakeview Fort Oglethorpe Warriors tonight right here on WBHF. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.30 with the countdown to kickoff presented by Glenda Mitchell. We'll also have the Audible with Kevin Carroll fit in there before Mike Garcia and Kevin Pate take over from Tiger Valley as we'll have the Adairsville Tigers and the LFO Warriors for you on the call tonight. Kickoff at 7.30. Coach Bishop, uh, it's been a really good season, but before we get to that, I know you're a baseball guy, so uh, I want to hear your opinion on the Atlanta Braves, and did you get to watch much of that World Series? <clears throat> well, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't get to watch as much as I would have liked. Uh, you know, the late start time hurts, uh, hurts you uh, a little bit, but um, no, I think uh, in a nutshell, man, they, you know, if you look at them at the all-star break, they never gave up, kept, kept hammering, kept hammering. And, um, you know, that's something we preach every day in high school athletics, regardless of the sport. Um, you know, just continue to get better, stay together, and uh, play hard for one another. And that's all they did, man. It's a good recipe. It was a lot of fun to follow the Braves, and uh, we'll have more on all of that a little bit later on in the show. But I knew you you as a baseball guy uh, had to be involved in following the Atlanta Braves. The other item I wanted to talk to you uh, just a moment about before we get to uh, your Tigers and football uh, is the reclassification situation. Uh, it looks very much like Adairsville will remain in Class AAA, and it also appears that your future region will be very similar to what it is right now. Yeah, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's kind of uh, a situation where we're grateful that uh, there's, that will look like there's going to be a great deal of change um, in our region, which has not been the case for us in the last couple, um, having to, you know, go down to Tom, Thomaston and do a uh, appeal a couple of years back. So, uh yeah, kind of uh, a relief to see that, that things are going to stay somewhat normal for us. And, uh, you know, this thing is a long way from over. You got, you know, the appeals of classification right now, and then uh, you'll have lateral moves. So uh, it, it's still a good way from being over, but hopefully we can get this done before Christmas and, uh, you know, begin scheduling and all that for the coming season. Yeah, we mentioned in the opening half hour this morning that it looks like most of the schools that you're in the region with currently will remain. Uh, the most notable change that I uh, saw, at least geographically, is that it looks like Sonorable will be moving up to Class 4A, and there's the possibility that Bremen is back in there with you. Yeah, and <clears throat> Rockmark goes out, um, goes down to double-A, unless they, of course, choose to play up. Um, so, yeah, there's a couple of different scenarios. Um, does Bremen come our way or do they go south or east? Um, as you said, Sonorville goes up. Um, you got Pickens right there above um, Sonorville in 4A. So if some 3As are late to go up, then there's a possibility that Sonorville and or Pickens and possibly Ridgeland could come down, all of those being those three schools being in the smallest five of Quad A. Um, so like we said, there's 
still some water to go under the bridge um, in this process, but uh, hopefully, like we said, we can get it done before Christmas. Yeah, and as you're mentioning, uh, uh, and, and I want to follow up on that, it is, these are preliminary lists, and uh, there will be a lot of movement as teams decide to, or schools decide to play up in classification and uh, also file their appeals. But uh, we'll have a lot more news on all of that coming out of, of uh, Thomaston by Tuesday of next week. We'll be keeping a very close eye on that. Before we have to take our time out, Coach, I do want to uh, uh, salute you and, uh, you know, just let you talk a little bit about uh, Region 6 AAA and your accomplishments this year. You had a couple of tough losses. One game that uh, we covered on BartosportsZone.com was the Ringgold game. That was a back-and-forth contest. And then the Rockmark game, obviously, was a high-scoring game as well. Uh, but this has overall been just an excellent year for your Tigers. It has been. Um, you know, early on we knew we had, you know, we talked about issues, you know, on the defensive line and the offensive line that where we had to find some answers. But um, it, it's been it's been a fun ride this season, um, and, and most notably because these kids keep continuing to um, overachieve, um, you know, and, and you talk about those plays and those games, um, Ringgold, um, you know, Rockmark was, uh, you know, kind of a shootout there. We got, got behind down by two scores early on, um, and had to kind of change our game plan. You look back at the Ringgold game, man, what a game it always is when we play Ringgold, whether it's here or there. Um, you know, the difference of about three or four plays in that Ringo game, and we could be, you know, sitting in the number two spot. But I'm proud of these guys, coaching staff, everyone involved. He's Coach Eric Bishop of the Adairsville Tigers. We'll visit more with Coach Bishop and talk about tonight's matchup and beyond when we return. You're listening to Bartow Sports Zone. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. We're visiting with Coach Eric Bishop of the Adairsville Tigers. They take on the LFO Warriors tonight here on WBHF. Pre-game beginning at 6.30 and kickoff at 7.30. Coach Bishop, uh, we've got Mike Garcia and Kevin Pate covering the game tonight. And before we get started uh, with the remainder of the items I've got here to talk about, I want to swing it over to Mike Garcia, if we can. Uh, for just a moment. I know he'll be covering the game tonight and uh, try to get a uh, question squeezed in here from Mike if we can. And I think they're busy off the air there. But, Mike, uh, I know you'll be covering the game tonight, and uh, we'd like to uh, have you jump in here and ask a question of Coach Eric Bishop. Well, uh, you know, I, I guess the, the, the key f- thing for your club is, is – uh, is is managing uh, who you're going to put out there. Obviously, you're going to, like uh, Coach Herm Edwards always says, you play to win the game. Uh, but at, at one point, is is there a point margin or a, a certain time of the game where where you would pull your starters and give some of the young kids a, a, a shot? Um, sure there is. I mean, do you have that, uh, that situation every Friday night? Um, not just because this is the final home game, but um, – you know, we look to do things like that because you, you, you build depth, um, get kids experience and, 
you know, all the while take, uh, you know, those starters that have played a, a lot of snaps, uh, you know, the last nine ball games and protect, protect them and, and, you know, kind of get them healed up, headed into the playoffs. But, um, you know, I, I will say this ahead of time. We're not overlooking LFO for any, you know, at, at any stretch of the imagination. Um, they've had some, you know, quarantine issues and some injury issues that led to some of their struggles early on. But when they got everybody healthy now, they can be a pretty dangerous football team. Coach Bishop, I'm I'm asking for an honest appraisal here, and I know you've been very candid with us over the years. Has this team gelled quicker or faster than you and the staff expected, or did you see this season coming all along, even back in the summer? Um, I, I, I can't say that that I saw it coming. Um, I will say this, and we talked about it, you know, a couple of weeks back that the seniors last year having to deal with. COVID and the quarantine and all that really laid a lot of the groundwork for this year's seniors and juniors um, to kind of take the ball and run with it. And, um, you know, that, that's been important, um, you know, and, and, and it's been an important foundation for what uh, this team was able to do. Um, and did they gel faster? Absolutely. I mean, they came out of the block and, you know, kind of overachieved from the very first week and, um, you know, just, just kept the ball rolling. Jackson, we want to swing it to you. We've got about a minute left. Uh, squeeze something in here for Coach Bishop tonight. Coach, I'm just going to bring up one of your one particular player on your team that, that uh, I've, I've always followed. I've, I've coached that age group kid for since they were coming up. Um, he's the biggest kid on the team, but he makes the stat book every week. Tell us a little bit about Charlie Ray and his development at linebacker. Hey, man, there ain't no doubt. I knew who you were talking about already. Um, and uh, he does. He plays hard. Um, I've got the greatest story about him. Um, but uh, what you didn't mention was his football IQ. I mean, the guy directs traffic on offense, on defense, on special teams. He does it all. So, uh I'll tell you another great story about him off there. It sounds like we're running out of time, but I appreciate it, guys, everything you do for high school athletics. Go Tigers. We'll be there tonight, Coach, uh, with full coverage beginning at 6.30 with pregame and then the kickoff at 7.30. Best wishes to you tonight as you take on the LFO Warriors. Thank you. Coach Eric Bishop of the Adairsville Tigers will take a break and be back with more of Bartow Sports Zone. To win in sports, you need to adjust your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. Derek Strange, your Cartersville Edward Jones financial advisor, can help you create a game plan for your financial goals. He'll help you look at the big picture and help you plan for your future. Call Derek at 770-386-4545 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone, brought to you in part by Johnny's New York Style Pizza, Wilson Pools, All-Star Roofing, Zach Pritchard Injury Firm, Three-Way Campers, First Class Collision Center, Hydro Pro Wash, Northwest Georgia's premier pressure washing, Frazier Maneri Insurance Agency, All-Weather Heating and Air, Derek Strange, your local Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Schottenkirk Honda, St. Angelo's Pizza, 
Latitude Blue, Elite Stone Supply, and Styles Auto Care. We want to remind you that your daily local sports news and updates are always available on our website, BartosSportsZone.com. And you can also subscribe for free to our Bartos Sports Zone podcast on your favorite podcatcher or listening device. Just ask for Bartos Sports Zone podcast. Well, folks, next week we'll have the high school football state playoffs for you, both here on WBHF and over on BartosSportsZone.com. And next week, our plans are to have all three of our state football playoff coaches on the show. In the opening 90 minutes, Steve Gates from Cass, Eric Bishop from Adairsville, and Connor Foster of Cartersville, all expected to join us next Friday morning uh, here on Bartow Sports Zone. Let's move to our hot or cold segment presented by All Weather Heating and Air, where we take a look at someone or a team in sports who's either hot or cold. And uh, Brad Stevens has joined us this morning. I'll jump to Brad first, and I'll pose this question for you before we decide on our hot or cold segment. The Atlanta Braves with their world championship or Cartersville High football with their ninth region title in the last 10 years. Man, I don't know who's hotter, really. I, I can say this. I've been unable to watch Cartersville this year because – of, you know, we do the Bartow Sports Zone game, but, and I didn't watch a lot of the Braves in the regular season, but I watched every minute of the World Series. And uh, I'm not the biggest baseball fan in the world, but I was for that World Series. I, it was the most, one of the more inspiring things I've ever seen. Um, and I knew they were going to win it all on that night when Jorge Soler hit that home run and looked at the bench and hit his chest, saying basically, like, we're taking this thing tonight. I knew that they would. And I think that that home run actually landed in my office parking lot. <laughs> After it made a complete orbit of the earth. Yeah, he hit that ball. I thought it was going to bust in the air. I, that's one of the lo- longest home runs I've ever seen uh, on TV or live. I, he just crushed it. He knew uh, that was happening that night. So I was real excited for them, but also excited for the Canes. You know, they're just an unprecedented run for them as well. And, you know, hopefully it'll carry on into the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, I got to see the Braves for the first time up close for a lot of games, and I really enjoyed watching them. Yeah, we wanted to tip our hat to the Carsville Football Hurricanes uh, for yet another region championship. But uh, the Atlanta Braves has, with a world championship, we don't get too many of those. And uh, just their fourth world championship in franchise uh, history, 1914 as the Boston Braves, 57 as the Milwaukee Braves, and now 95 and 21 as the Atlanta Braves with wins over the Cleveland Indians and the Houston Astros. Two of the longest uh, home runs ever. Freddie Freeman's home run in game five, uh, that was a loss. And then Solaire's home run in game six, Tuesday night that Brad was just talking about. Uh, Mike Garcia, let's bring you in here. Who measured that home run by Solaire to tell us that uh, it was not the longest home run in World Series history? Well, you, you know it's not tape measure because you, you don't you don't you don't hear you don't hear that term anymore for for a good reason because it would drive me nuts. Like, oh, that's a tape measure shot, and like no no one. But but you but you know what? Maybe that would have helped because you you know me and my skepticism of computers. You know, like you're you're gonna sure. you're, yeah. So uh, there's so many factors. So, but but let, I mean, it was no doubter, and and uh, I will say because you know I'm I'm the Eeyore and pessimist of the group that that uh, that ballpark isn't the the biggest ballpark in in America, but it was still <laughs> it, it would have been out anywhere basically. It was it was uh, one heck of a shot, and and uh, but you know I, I talk I talked to to. Uh, 
our Cartersville Fire Chief uh, Scott Carter yesterday, and he tells me that, in his opinion, what turned that the play of the game was when Freed got his ankle stepped on. Because he says from that point on, he just looked mad and was on a mission and just mowed everybody down. Yeah, I have to agree that uh, when he had his ankle stepped on, I really did not think he would be able to throw the next warm-up pitch, but he came back even tougher and stronger for the rest of that game. And that was an impressive start uh, that he put out there for the Braves. And, of course, Swanson hit the two-run home run to take the 5 to nothing lead. Uh, and Freed start was uh, highly impressive. Well, the Atlanta Braves with their world championship may be hot, uh, but you don't have to be. Allow the licensed pros at All Weather Heating and Air to evaluate your heating or cooling needs as we move into the cooler temperatures to get your HVAC system updated or repaired. Call them at 770-315-5909. You can visit the All Weather office at 333 North Tennessee Street in Cartersville, or learn more at allweatherheatingandair.com. We appreciate their sponsorship of our hot or cold segment. We also want to salute the Woodland Lady Cat softball team. They went 2-2 two and two at the Class 5A Elite Eight State Finals in Columbus last week to finish fourth in the state. Coach Matt Montgomery, uh, pitcher Laney Baker, was dominant throughout the season. She's headed to Columbus State to pitch. Uh, at the college level, um, Micaiah Hicks uh, is headed to Albany State to continue her career. Uh, plenty of other clutch performers for the Lady Cats as well. Cassie Jones, Dylan Motes, uh, Cambry Carrington, Peyton Dorn, another pitcher, Jessica Ryan, Elena uh, Carnes, and Jordan Hammonds, just to mention a few. Uh, an outstanding year for the Lady Cats. We want to congratulate them. And then, again, I'll mention one more time our Local football teams that will be headed to the state playoffs most are off tonight. Cartersville and Cass Adairsville wrapping up the regular season this evening. When we come back to Bartow Sports Zone, we'll talk about cross country and we'll touch on some other items as well. So please stick around. At Schottenkirk Honda of Cartersville, we understand loyalty and hometown roots. That's why you'll find the customer service and personal touch we offer to be exactly what you expect from local friends. If you're in the market for any of our new Honda vehicles or looking for value in a pre-owned vehicle of almost any maker model, visit Schottenkirk Honda of Cartersville on Main Street and let us prove our commitment to excellence through customer care. Schottenkirk Honda of Cartersville, 539 East Main Street, online at hondaofcartersville.com. This is Cartersville's own personal injury attorney, Zach Pritchard. Football season is an exciting time, but if a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck has tackled you behind the line, call us today and hand off that stress to us. We make sure your injuries are treated so that you can get back in the game and continue crossing those goal lines. Don't let insurance companies rush you with their tricks and tactics. With Pritchard Injury Firm's protection, you'll never come out of the pocket. So call me today, 470-420-4200, or Google us at PritchardInjuryFirm.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. As we continue, I'm Charles Wilson, your host, along with Mike Garcia and Alan Sanders back in the studio. And on our Zoom connection, we have Jackson Hyde, Brad Stevens, and now Nick Sullivan joining us here 
on WBHF this morning. We're here each Friday morning from 710 until 9 a.m. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about the cross-country state championships this weekend down in Carrollton. The Woodland Girls, Woodland Boys, Cartersville Girls, and Cartersville Boys are all competing down there in Carrollton. And Adairsville has an individual runner in freshman Griffin Bozeman who has qualified. Of course, Bozeman runs in the Class AAA race this morning at 10.30 down in Carrollton. The Woodland and Cartersville boys race for Class 5A is Saturday at 9.30 on the state course. And then the Woodland and Cartersville girls race will be Saturday morning at about 10.15. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that for you, and we'll have the story for you over on Bartosportzone.com. And I know Nick will have the story on uh in the newspaper with the Daily Tribune. Riley Evans, Olivia Berry, and Emma Seegers will pace the Lady Cats. They're the leaders there. Mackenzie Spinks will lead the Cartersville girls. Tyler Jones and McKinley Chapel are at the top of the Woodland Boys lineup. And then Sam Peters, Malachi Vosberg, Levi Booth, Kanan Crowder, uh, they're all expected to lead the Cartersville Boys uh, Nick, I know you followed this all year long in uh, in our coverage, both on Bartow Sports Zone and with the Daily Tribune of our cross country meets. Uh, what expectations would you have for any of the local teams uh, down there in Carrollton this weekend? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't think uh, you know there's going to be anybody coming back with uh, with a first place trophy, um, considering you know there's teams like Blessed Trinity and Saint Pius uh, currently five A, but um, you know the the Woodland girls uh, and boys have uh, have been very strong this year. Uh, Cartersville boys, when they've had a full lineup, um, have, have put together a very uh, strong uh, showing. Um, you know Riley Evans um, obviously is the the top individual. I would think um, has a chance at another you know top five showing, and a um, couple of those Woodland boys um, should probably be uh, in the top ten. I would guess. Um, so I think I think overall I think there'll be some some strong individual performances. Um, you know I would say the Woodland girls probably have the the best chance of a team performance. You know finishing in the top five. You know that's a course that is uh, notoriously slow by uh, standard times, so it's hard for individuals to have personal record times there. Uh, but the uh, races are always uh, very. Uh, tight, uh, tightly contested, and we look forward to uh, finding out how our local teams do at the state meet down at Carrollton High School, the host site each and every year for the GHSA Cross Country Championships. Our local sports updates are brought to you in part by First Class Collision Center, who not only provides free estimates, works with all the insurance companies, and maintains a Google five-star customer rating, but now First Class has truck collision body shops available for all of this area's big rigs, the big 18-wheelers. First Class does all types of mechanical work on every type of vehicle, too. Located just south of Grassdale on Joe Frank Harris Parkway, First Class Collision specializes in fiberglass and aluminum with quality workmanship on all makes and models. Call 770-755-2200 for your free estimates today or visit First Class Collision on Facebook. Guys, let's uh, take a look now at the high school football playoffs. Cartersville, of course, 9-0 and on the year, ranked number one 
in Class 5A. They won the Region 7 5A championship last week with their win over Calhoun. They have the opportunity now to host uh, at least two rounds of the state playoffs. The Canes get tonight's Lithonia MLK winner next Friday night at Wyman Stadium. Jackson, uh, your expectations uh, for Cartersville going through the first couple of rounds of the state playoffs. It looks like uh, they're in pretty good shape with their first-round opponent, but then that second round could be quite challenging. Jackson, you still there? We're Sorry, folks, we're having trouble with our Zoom connection. Nick, jump in here while we wait on Jackson. Yeah, um, like you said, the you know the four seed coming out of uh, Region Five um, will be decided tonight, and you know whichever way that game turns out, Cartersville would obviously be huge favorites. Um, you know, hosting uh, one of those teams, but yeah, I mean the a second round matchup that would probably bring uh, Warner Robins to Wyman Stadium for a rematch of the. Uh, state championship game last year would certainly be a, a must-watch game for everybody across the state, considering that's two of, I mean, at worst, the top three teams uh, in the classification, depending on, uh, you know, what rankings uh, you prefer. But um, I think uh, Carsville will definitely uh, relish uh, getting to play uh, Warner Robins at home this time around. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, region... 7-5-A would match up with Region 1-5-A in the second round, pretty much all the way around in the bracket. So it will make for some very interesting football if if games play out in the first round, as would be expected. Adairsville closing out the regular season tonight against LFO. There'll be a three-seed next week on the road in the opening round of the Class AAA state playoffs. It looks like maybe Oconee County or Hart County for them, Brad, real quickly. Yeah, it's going to be a tough matchup right off the bat. Both of those teams have played pretty strong this year, but I think Adairsville's come on strong as well. They gave Rotmart all they wanted uh, down in Polk County a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you know they don't back down from anybody. Uh, and I feel like you know winning that North Murray game as they did, they're going to win this LFO game tonight. They're going to have a lot of confidence going in, and I think you're going to see Adairsville eke out a victory and, and find themselves in the second round. Well, we'll hope so, and we'll be pulling for the Tigers uh, each of the next couple of weeks. Uh, beginning tonight here on WBHF, we'll have complete coverage of their game tonight with LFO as they wrap up the year with their senior night celebration. It'll be Mike Garcia and Kevin Pate on the call here on WBHF. We'll have the pregame show prevented, presented by the Glenda Mitchell Law Firm. Uh, that will begin at 6.30 tonight here on WBHF, and then kickoff will be around 7.30 for you to tune in and listen to the Adairsville Tigers as they take on the LFO Warriors. Well, we've talked a little bit about Cartersville and their playoff matchup, Adairsville and their playoff matchup, uh, but there's one other team. The Cass Colonels will be making uh, their first playoff appearance in about 15 years, and we'll talk more about where they stand with the state playoffs and who their potential opponents will be when we come back on Bartow Sports Zone. But right now, we're going to take a news break for some GNN headlines, and then we'll be back to talk more about that and even some college football here on Bartow Sports Zone. Wilson Pools has been your swimming pool expert for 55 years. Same name, three generations of the same family. 
This is Lee. Come by and see us at 109 South Dixie Avenue in Cartersville, the blue beach house with the bright yellow door. Or call us at 770-386-3324 for all your swimming pool needs. Free water testing, weekly service, construction repair. We make swimming easy. It's WilsonPools.com, Wilson Pools on Facebook. Good morning, everyone. We hope your morning is going great already and you're looking forward to the weekend just like we are. And we've got high school football for you tonight here on WBHF. It'll be the Adairsville Tigers hosting the LFO Warriors. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.30 with kickoff at 7.30. It'll be Mike Garcia and Kevin Pate on the call tonight. We'll have all the pre-game activity beginning at 6.30 right here on WBHF. And next week, we'll be moving into the state playoffs. Of course, we'll have the Cartersville state playoff games right here on WBHF and over on BartosportsZone.com. Uh, we have the week off as far as broadcasts are concerned this week because there's only one game among the four local teams. But next week, it'll be Brad Stevens and Jackson Hyde on the call from either St. Pius or Decatur as the cast Colonels 5-5 five and five on the year. They have a bye tonight. They will be the number four seed next week and will play at either Decatur or St. Pius. It could, on an outside chance, I believe, be Southwest DeKalb as well if there happens to be that three-way tie tonight and the tiebreaker falls just exactly right. Uh, but the Colonels will more than likely get the St. Pius Golden Lions if uh, the Lions beat Decatur tonight. If Decatur wins and Southwest DeKalb beats Northview, uh, there will be a three-way tie, and that tiebreaker will be invoked. So we'll have to wait and see how things play out tonight, and then we'll have a broadcast for you from down there uh, in the Atlanta area coming up next Friday. And I know, Brad, you and Jackson are looking forward to that. We're excited about it, Charles, mostly because if it's Decatur, uh, Fox Brothers Barbecue is right there. So uh, I'm going to end up going there with Jackson. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, Jackson's already been talking about that this morning. Oh, yeah. But either way, I, I, wherever we end up going, I'm real proud of the Colonels. I'm really excited for them. You know, it's been a long time coming. I know they're pumped about making the playoffs. And uh, I, don't, I know they want to make noise, too. They don't want to just go be one and done. Nobody does. So, you know, whoever they draw, you know, I know St. Pius is a wing T offense that lines up. Jackson has said seven guys were in a four-point stance, and uh, that's tough, you know. And then you know Decatur is they give up hardly any points a game. Uh, you should you should see the stats; it's crazy. I think it's like they average like six a game. Um, you know, in the Southwest DeKalb, kind of the same thing. A lot, you know, a lot of a lot of good good defense out there. So we're gonna have the work cut out for them. But we're gonna go down to Atlanta wherever we go, and we're gonna call this game. And I hope it's a Colonel win. We got Jackson on our Zoom connection, and Jackson, I know you've looked at a lot of tape on both of those teams, uh, and you're like me. You kind of like St. Pius tonight in that matchup. I really do. I think the obviously they're the the most disciplined of the two teams, and I think when you get into two two very good football teams playing each other tonight. By the way, I'm going down there tonight, so I'll have firsthand knowledge next Friday when, when we get on Bartow Sports Zone. And uh, I will do a scouting trip to Fox Brothers Barbecue as well. Brad, so. <laughs> He'll I'll take care of that down. for you, Brad. Hey, I'd have no doubt in Jackson's ability to scout barbecue. We're, we're, we're going to be in good shape no matter what. 
All right, Brad, you've got about uh, two and a half minutes here. We uh, promised you this week we'd give you an opportunity to do an Atlanta Hawks preview and an outlook. I know I've not followed the NBA very closely here in the early going, but I I did pay attention this week, and the Atlanta Hawks have struggled a little bit this week. Yeah, we're on the struggle bus this week. Lost four of the last five, mostly to good teams, though. But, you know, you're you're scoring triple digits and you're still losing. You know, you can look to your defense. Uh, But also – you're looking at last season's scoring averages. Everybody's down a couple of points. So, you know, you you put that, you're losing by 10 or 12 every game like we've been doing. You know, there it is. So we just, you know, Trey's a little bit, uh, averages are down. Clint, so averages are down. Even the bench, uh, you know, Gallinari's only getting about 16 minutes a game, whereas last year he was playing 25, 26. Uh, Kevin Herter's struggling a little bit, only averaged about six points a game. Need those guys to step up. But right now, I mean, it's early in the season. The NBA, I mean, I don't mean to shortchange the first half of the season to the second half. But, I mean, it all starts after the all-star break for me. Uh, That's when you start jockeying for position and making things happen. So, right now is the time to work out the kinks, get guys healthy. I know Gallinari has not been healthy. Um, You know, you got to get him back in the game. One of the uh, big surprises for me has been Cam Reddish, uh, how he stepped up this year. and He's done a pretty good job. But those are a couple other guys that – need to step up, too, and get their averages up. Uh, you know, Capella's doing his job at rebounding. Uh, John Collins, he's doing his job pretty well, uh, you know, and he's playing good defense. But, um, you know, it was a stretch, too. Let's not get too carried away. That Most of those games were away uh, at the top-level teams in the East uh, and West. Uh, they played Utah last night, who's number one in the West right now at home. But you lost to Brooklyn in Brooklyn, Philly in Philly. Uh, so, you know, but like I said, early in the season, you're only three games out of first place, even though you're tied for 11th right now. Uh, so it doesn't mean a lot. But, uh, you know, you don't want to be sitting in this spot at the All-Star break uh, wondering what's going on. Uh, but the Hawks, you know, they'll, they'll get it short up. I believe in Nate McMillan, and I believe in this team. I, it's the same guys as last year. And uh, I feel like, you know, it's, it's a good, uh, what can I say, a, a good nucleus around Trey. And I feel like things are going to uh, get brighter later on down the line. Well, we'll keep our, our, our eyes wide open, as, and I know Brad Stevens will be all over the Atlanta Hawks as we move deeper into the regular season. And, of course, uh, into the new year is when we really get serious about our following of the Atlanta Hawks. We're going to talk some college football when we come back. The first college football playoff rankings came out on Tuesday night. Let's take a break. And we'll be back to talk about that when we return to Bartow's Sports Zone. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow's Sports Zone. One more quick reminder. We've got high school football for you tonight here on WBHF. It'll be the Adairsville Tigers hosting the LFO Warriors. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.30 and kickoff at 7.30. And then again, a reminder that next week, one week from tonight, we'll have the high school football playoffs beginning for you. We'll have the Cartersville game here on WBHF, and we'll have the Cass Colonels on the road next week in their first playoff game in about 15 years. Uh, Brad Stevens and Jackson Hyde will have that call for you on BartowSportsZone.com. So we hope you'll tune in for that if you're following that team. And, of course, pregame coverage for both of those will begin at 6 and uh, as we share that pregame coverage both on WBHF and on BartowSportsZone.com. Well, gentlemen, the college football Initial college football playoff rankings came out on Tuesday night. 
Let's start with the committee's seven through ten teams. They put Notre Dame, Wake Forest, Oklahoma, and Michigan in that pod of teams at seven through ten. Of course, Michigan at seven, Oklahoma at eight, Wake Forest, who's undefeated at nine, and Notre Dame is in there at number ten. Nick, uh, your opinions on those four teams where they fit in and is there anybody in that group that could climb the ladder i mean um first of all as far as climbing the ladder i think the obvious answer would be oklahoma as as an undefeated team if they run the table in the big 12 i i think there's a very uh good chance that they end up in the top four um michigan um i thought they had um uh just a disastrous uh, second half against Michigan State that really hurt them. Wake Forest got three local kids playing up there, so I think it's pretty cool that they're uh, undefeated right now, but they've got a rough stretch at the end. And Notre Dame um, always kind of hanging around that that top ten area, but I don't think this is the year that they uh, get into the college football playoff. Mike Garcia, is there anybody that you notice in that seven through ten? Um Nick says Oklahoma. I would tend to agree with him. Is there a chance of Wake Forest climbing through that uh, ACC and getting higher into those rankings? Well, to, to, to me, Charles, really Wake Forest and Oklahoma are, are both in the same boat in which they have no wins against ranked teams. And, you know, there was some times where the teams were ranked at the time. And um, they don't have anybody else on their schedule that's that great. Should that eliminate them? I don't think so, but uh, well, that's that's for another day because we don't we don't have that much time. <laughs> Jackson, Ohio State comes in at number five, and Cincinnati, everybody's uh, favorite Cinderella darling out there, they are in at number six. So that's the two teams that the committee decided to put in the current New Year's Six scenario. Uh, but they're the two teams on the outside looking in. Cincinnati hosting Tulsa tomorrow. It's part of that uh, schedule where their only key win has come over a Notre Dame team that's below them in the rankings. Uh, but they got uh, some favor from the playoff committee. And, of course, Ohio State was positioned right in there at number five. They're just ready to pounce into that top four. Yeah, and that, that Big Ten will play itself out. I think Ohio State, you know, to use a cliche, controls their own destiny. I think uh, Michigan State controls their own destiny. I think one of those two teams probably get in before. I think Cincinnati's going to need some help. I think they're going to need a lot, of, a lot of defeats from those teams in front of them. Um, you know, Alabama somehow could, could lose with two losses, lose to Georgia in the SEC championship. Do they go over an undefeated Cincinnati? That's, that's a question for the committee. And Brad Stevens will close this out with you. Georgia, number one in that initial poll. They host Missouri tomorrow at noon. Alabama has been placed right there at number two uh, with the committee positioning them to be number one if they can somehow continue winning all the way through the SEC championship. Yeah, it's not surprising. I mean, that brand means a lot to them. And, you know, granted, we talked about this off air. I mean, can Cincinnati and people like that beat Alabama right now? No. But Alabama lost an away game in a really hostile environment at Texas A&M. That doesn't mean they're a bad football team. They're very talented, got the best coach in the land uh, still at the helm, and uh, you know they, they've proven themselves over and over again. So they belong in that number two spot. But 
that's one of the teams that needs to lose for Cincinnati, people like Cincinnati and Ohio State, Michigan State to get the help that they need uh, to springboard themselves. But uh, they're going to be there in the end no matter what. But the dogs are on top for now, and they're going to stay that way after this weekend, and we'll see what shakes out. Alan, we'll give you a chance to send us home. Look, we said it at the beginning at the very beginning of the season, even though Alabama lost, there's two teams that are in their own tier all by themselves. It's Georgia, Alabama. Everybody else drops to a distant second. You guys can bat- battle for the scraps. It's one and two, Georgia and Alabama. That'll wrap it up for this week's Bartow Sports Zone show. We're here each week, 710 to 9 a.m. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend.